everybody. Welcome back to another episode of DadCast. I'm your host, JP, joined as always by co-host, Mr. Nick Martin. How are you today, Nick? I'm fantastic. A little sore. Well, little new training going on and it's kicking my ass. With the but. amount of time you spend working out, uh, this isn't surprising <laughs> at all. Turns out, yeah, being 42 years old and trying to do stuff like 10-year-olds are doing, no, not yeah, good. It doesn't work. <laughs> Today on the no. show, we've got a couple of guests. We have our returning favorite guy ever, Mr. Brian Hopkins of Elvis Monroe fame. How are you, Brian, man? Good to see you again. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. We are awesome. Thanks. Good, good. Thanks for coming on and joining us today. Um, now, I could be wrong in this, but I'm pretty certain this guy has been on every single TV show that you have ever seen. Period. Like, we're talking Family Matters, Grace Under Fire, Something Wilder, Pacific Blue, Carolina the City, The Big Easy, Sliders, Just Shoot Me, Pensacola the Huntress, The Shield, One-on-One, Boomtown, Smallville, CSI, Aquaman, Cold Case, Saving Grace, NCIS, <gasps> gotta take a breath, The Mentalist, Burn Notice, Dexter, Bates Motel, Castle, I could go on and on. Most recently, he stars in the TV show SWAT. Welcome to DadCast, Mr. Kenny Johnson. How are you, man? Good. What's going on, man? <laughs> That's a lot of shows you just named off. Holy and I didn't even get through <laughs> half of them, brother. <laughs> that was fantastic. <laughs> Whew. Uh, Told oh, you man. that was going to be an intro, man. And of course, today, most importantly, Kenny is a dad, which is what we're going to try to focus on today, man. Thank you for coming on the show, man. We absolutely appreciate it. Yeah, man. Hey, pleasure to be here. Thanks a lot, you guys. Yeah, yeah. So, Brian, looks like yes. you're, you're ready to go right off the bat as per usual. It looks like you wanted to say something. What's up? Well, no, it's just kind of it's it's fun. I watch Kenny on uh, social media, and, and we go way back. But um, it's fun to watch him be such a proud dad. Like I see you doing dances with your with your daughter. Um, <laughs> you yeah. know, and you you introed Nick about working out. This dude works out. Um, this guy is always. Oh, I mean, he plays a, a character on SWAT. That I mean, you got to be in shape. Those guys are the the elite on the daily and he's got us all beat in age and he's a bad. <laughs> and this is a guy that <laughs> basketball court. I hated when I had to guard him because I came home with bruises. He is not against slamming bodies. And we were, we would rough it up in on the court. And he was the one guy I did not want to guard all day. And for the record, he's also the guy you do not want to arm wrestle. No, you know, for real, <laughs> you know, and uh, Kenny, Nick over here has, uh, he's been inspiring everybody being a dad. He's been inspiring everybody and going to the gym. He's dropped over 90 pounds wow, and he was yeah. a guy who lifted a lot of weight, but now he lot, lots of weights and whatnot, but woo. So yeah, now I'm doing some functional training, training to be an athlete <laughs> instead of a power lifter. So yeah, right on bro. Good. Yeah. Like the TB12 concept, at some point you got to do what's right for your body and better and healthier for the longevity of everything. So that's, that's smart, you know? Well, yeah. yeah, I found it's, you know, it's a good mental health booster, physical health booster. I have a 17 month old that I'm trying to chase around and 292 pounds wasn't doing it. So I'm like, smokes. I'm, yeah, I'm down to, I'm not actually, I'm under 200 right now. No. Just from, okay. uh, Whoa. you're like, I'm, I'm right around the same thing, mom. I'm always like 198, 202. So, uh, yeah, that's a good, yeah. that's a good, yeah, it's good. Yeah, I, I feel so much better. I'm JP's not, killing it, too. I'm not yet, but we'll get there. We'll get <laughs> yeah. there. You look like a thug. You oh. look like you go. 
heavyweight. <laughs> Hawaii didn't do me any favors, man, and as far as the eating and fasting game. But I'm back home. We're doing good. Uh, Kenny, you're a dad. Yep. Uh, how many kids you got? Names, ages, all that good stuff, man. We want to know. I got one kid, one girl. I was blessed with a girl, Angelica, 12 years ago. So 12 years in uh, May 7th. <clears throat> so she's 12 years in May 7th, May, June, July, August, September, October, November. So, yeah, about uh, 12 years, five months old. And she's been like the biggest blessing of my life. You know, I mean, I didn't know if I was ever going to get married, you know, never, I, you know, it didn't come into my realm until I found the person. And then uh, once we had gotten together five years later, uh, I just, you know, I mean, I always envisioned having a girl for me. I just thought one child, a girl, I would be so freaking happy if they came, if she came out healthy or whatever. And it ended up being a girl. And, um, you know, uh, you know, 12 years, five months in, I've never had a bad day or week or anything with her. It's been like, uh, you know, complete opposite of like me growing up with my dad who didn't really like me. And it was a lot, you know, it was night and day of what I experienced with her. So for, for, for me, it's just a chance every day to be a good human being and just, you know, kids are like lights, you know what I mean? And you always just want to shower them with, with goodness and, and just magic and just, you know, hope. And so, uh, you know, again, for me and my girl, I've always tried once she got old enough to travel. I travel the world. I, I show her things, you know, whether it be in London or Paris or Bali or Japan or whatever. It's like we're just always on the go, like like everything is normal and just, you know, experience a lot of cultures, a lot of everything. And she's really into the arts, you know, by her choice and um, doesn't like sports. I was a huge sports guy. I still am. And that was my whole life until I got into acting and um but she hates sports, which is totally cool. And so I uh, just support everything she likes and we just play, you know, and uh, that's it. Doesn't sound too <laughs> terrible to me, man. No. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. What kind of arts is she into, man? Well, I mean, she, you know, she loves drawing. She loves writing. She's written like a bunch of scripts, uh, movies, TV shows, like on her own. She gets inspired by everything she watches and, um, um, yeah, she, she's like really into that. And she got into acting for, by her choice again when she was five years or four and a half years old. And I was shooting Bates Motel and she never took an interest in anything. And I've, you know, taken her to a couple of sets and she hangs out and she gets bored within one or two takes and wants to leave. So I'm like, OK, well, obviously this is, you know, like I don't want to bore her. So just get her out of there and, and let her play and do her adventures for the day. And then one day she like walks in the room while I was in Vancouver shooting baits. And she's like, and she's never been like this. She's like, daddy, I want to be an actress. I want to be little red riding hidden into the woods. And I just looked at her. I'm like, okay. And you know, again, she's four and a half. So I'm figuring like, you know, and I'm like, just kind of let it go. And the next day she like comes in, she stomps her foot. She goes, I want to be in little, I want to play little red into the woods. And I'm like, I said, Angelica, you're like four and a half years old. I go, I don't know if they do like plays for kids your age. And I go into the woods is like, you know, a little bit older. I think you'd have to be like 14 or 15. And, you know, so that went on for like the next three months until I finished filming. And we came back to L.A. and it was the same thing. You know, like she uh, had learned every every song on what was it? Uh, um, Nightmare Before Christmas and then every song on Les Miserables. And then she learned every song on um, Into the Woods. And we got back to L.A. and it was the same thing. Daddy, I want to I want to be an actress. Uh, and I'm like, Angelica, I'm like, and I call her Jelly. I said, you're like, 
you're turning five years old. And I go, you got your whole life ahead of you. Wait till you're like 14 or 15. She goes, no, I want to be little red now. I want to play into the woods. And I'm thinking, oh, this is like, how am I going to do this? Because in Vancouver, I looked around, there was nothing up there. I got her into, you know, singing classes, but that was all I could find for kids. They didn't have any, you know, children's theater. So in LA, my friend, you know, Michael Chick was from The Shield. I had seen his daughters do these plays at Yada, which is Youth Academy Dramatic Arts. So I called Michael up. I go, Michael, you know, Jelly wants to, you know, you know, be, you know, act. What do I, you know, where do I take her? And he goes, go to Yada, like where Autumn Odessa did. So I went down there like 11 in the morning. Nobody was there. I start walking away. And this blonde girl was walking up as we're walking away. She goes, can I help you? And I'm like, yeah, my daughter, I go, she wants to, you know, be an actress. So I go, I know you guys do plays here. And she goes, oh, why don't you come back at three o'clock and they're auditioning. It's the last day of auditioning for Into the Woods. And I'm thinking like, you know, out of all things, Into the Woods, right? So I'm like, that's freaking crazy. So I came back at three o'clock with Angelica and, uh, you know, I mean, she's just a kid, right? She's never acted, never done anything. So they go, okay, um, you know, it's first come, first serve. There's a waiting list already of over 16 people. So there's no way she can get into the play. But if you wanted to audition, you know, like you can keep her here for a couple hours and she can go through the process and experience that. And I'm like, do you want to do that? She goes, she goes, yeah. So she went into the theater, you know, two hours go by and we come out and I said, thank you very much for, you know, like letting her do that. And we walked down the stairs and we're going up the street and they came running after us and they said, listen, have her come back next week. She's going to be in the play. And I just thought, how, you know, and I thought, don't even ask. I'm like, okay, whatever. So we came back next week and I knew in between um, that week, I'm thinking like, uh, you know, I asked her, what did they make you audition for? And she did the song and it's one of the song, you know, songs that Meryl Streep has sang. So it wasn't like the song from Little Red. And so I thought, you know what? And I told her, I said, just sing a Little Red song. So we had made a homemade cape for her and the outfit that she wore all the time and slept in it. So she starts doing this song from Little Red from Into the Woods and I'm just taping her. And she goes through all these, you know, from emotional to like she's very passionate to very subtle. And she doesn't know I'm taping her, but she's singing the song and I sent it to him, you know, over like to the director over there. And I go, this is actually what she's like every day. I go, this is like her life is this right here. And so at least they got a chance to see what she could do as like Little Red. And so that week we came back and they were going to announce the parts. And, uh, you know, after they had a three hour, uh, yeah, a three hour, um, you know, rehearsal, uh, they came out and gave everyone their parts. And uh, she came out of the theater and she walks up to me just very quiet and put her hand up like this. And I'm like, okay. She walked back in the theater. She got a book. She came out. And normally she gets so excited and she can't shut up about anything. She didn't say a word. She just handed me the book. And I'm like, okay. She said, open it. And I opened it and it said, Angelica Scarlett Johnson, Little Red Riding Hood. And I'm like going, how weird is that? That's so freaking cool. Oh, you know? man. That's, that's how it started. Now, you know, like 24 musicals, late, musicals later. And uh, she's done four films. And, um, you know, ah. she's reading on SWAT right now. So it's like so weird. I mean, this is like all her choice. Again, you know, I will teach, not teach her, but I will always give her like what I've learned, you know, from my teachers and always express, you know, things and what she learns from this guy, Gary Spatz, that she takes, um, you know, and he's got a great philosophy on acting and a great approach. And it was like my teacher, Larry Moss. And so all I do is kind of share information, but I let her process it. And whatever comes out of her is her own instincts and her own rhythm 
And I never correct her or tell her how to do anything because I'm thinking like, who am I to tell a kid how to do something when it's like their instincts, you know? And she's really, really just naturally good at it. So all I do is just keep nurturing to trust your instincts. Don't listen to other adults that maybe not qualified for it, you know, that will try to say, well, no, it should be this way or that way. That don't really know. I'm like, just always trust your instincts because that's what I've always done with, you know, my approach. And so she's done really awesome with it, you know? So, yeah. That's amazing. Good stuff. Yeah. And a great story. And with that, that was DadCast. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. That was, that was- <laughs> hey, you know, I was thinking of something when you said that, um, you know, back before I even knew you, I mean, I knew of you, you, you were an actor I watched on TV. Um, Michael, his daughters used to play soccer and yeah. they played Odessa. Uh, my sister Buffy was their coach and they played with Sky and you would come out and watch them play from time to time. And I'd be out there watching my niece play. And I'm like, those are the guys from the sh- <laughs> on the field at the time. And I'm like, dang, you know. And then um, later on in life, we, you know, we met and became friends. And, you know, so it was kind of crazy. That's Dude, not. I, I remember we went to every one of Autumn on Odessa's plays and, you know, soccer games and volleyball games. Yeah. And it was like a ritual. It's like they became our extended family. So even in between, uh, shooting the shield if if autumn or odessa had something we'd schedule it so we could get off run out for three four hours and watch them and then go back to work you know and it was like uh yeah you guys were always that's awesome yeah yeah was was, uh their their coach you know and i remember that crazy yeah what kind of advice would you give kenny to a a father of daughters who would like to pursue whether it be theater or acting of anything of that nature. And by uh, advice to fathers, I mean me. Because my little girl is, yeah. she's. I feel like she's made for it. She just, I, I put on a camera and she's just, bing, she's on it. And she's right. like, I'm the attention, I'm the attention. Right, and, right, right. Uh, yes, but, you know, coming from a tiny little town in Southern Oregon, the outlets aren't there for her. But what do you think? Yeah. What do you think? What do you suggest? I mean, uh, yeah, man, tiny little town in Oregon. It, uh, yeah. Move to LA. That's, that's what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of like how I know my world is like at, just out of LA or something. Because I mean, I was in Vancouver. I could, it was hard to find things for, you know, little kids. So, or, or for, you know, children and, and that, that's tough. But I mean, I would think now with the whole protocol was with Zoom, well, with Zoom and with uh, the COVID thing, there's more opportunity to get online and go one-on-one with people that are professionals, you know, and, um, you know, I could always, you know, uh, hook you up with like this guy, Gary Spatz, who does privates online, you know, and he's, he, he like started out coaching like Hillary Schwank before she went on to go to my class with me and Larry Moss. Um, but he did like, you know, the Justin, uh, Timberlake and Britney Spears and Christina Aguilera and, uh, like a lot of, uh, um, uh, you know, Gyllenhaal, like uh, Maggie Gyllenhaal and all these guys. So, and he was an onset uh, coach for the Roseanne show and for all these shows coming up. So the guy's really, really good and he does do privates online. So if, if you wanted to do it from there and you can't get anything in your area, I would say do that, you know? I mean, you could always get a hold of me and I could get put you in touch with uh, Gary and if you guys w- want to do something that way. Like, I'm not sure if she's into broadcasting you're saying or acting or what are you saying all of it 
Yeah. It's it, it, yeah, it, it, well, I'm just trying, I mean, right now it would be like commercial acting, but the, the, the purpose of that question wasn't actually to name drop and get you to help me, but thank you. You know, heck, no, I might take it. you up on that offer. <laughs> but like commercial acting right now, you know, something small, get her feet wet type deal, you know, yeah. see, what, see what that I mean, progresses into. Hey, you know, when, when I was a kid, I lived in Salem, which is not far from where you guys were. And, and it was that it was having to search out in that, in your neck of the woods, like get, get your kids into, uh, into theater. I mean, you, you go back to the beginning of Kenny's story and it was, his daughter pursued theater and, yeah. and that's where it's not an instant jump. She didn't go from theater or she didn't, he didn't put her right into TV or even going after commercials. It was this love that she created on her own doing yeah. it that, that leads yeah. into the, I mean, I grew up in Salem, right where you guys were. And I had a love for the arts. I got in my car when I was old enough and said, Oh, sports, I'm done with sports. I'm going to LA. And that's where I had to go because that's where it happens on the daily. Your phone rings, that changes your life. But we just had this conversation. Uh, I, I was in Oregon the other day. and My brother and I, I'm like, man, I wish I, in school I would have done more theater. But I didn't know I was an athlete. I didn't know that, you know, I could do, do both. I just focused on sports. So if your daughter has love for those things, then, you know, there's the reach is a lot easier. Yeah. Uh, for sure, with social media right now, or with with the internet, to find where it's going on, you know, little yeah. little school plays that kind of thing. Because they yeah. they go in it as a kid, they go in and out of it if they don't really love it. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I I know my, my son tried karate. <laughs> he's tried football. He's he's currently <laughs> trying the trumpet, and so far so good. You know, he likes the music, but. Awesome. <laughs> Yeah, no, he's got a good point because the theater, I mean, the theater, like, even if you go to, like, Paia, which is a little town in uh, the other side of Maui, um, there's theater out there. I mean, there, there seems to be children's theater everywhere. So if you seek that out in the area, I think, I mean, I would think that you could find something. I was, I was a no-go in Vancouver. I have no idea why. But most <laughs> of the states I know, like, even where I grew up in Vermont, they had theater out there. And uh, so, you know, I, I think you could find it. I do. It's, it's all those looking. people, and he even mentioned, like, at a young age, they're not from Hollywood. Though, you know, all those yeah. actors that started young, they were from these little small towns across the country, but their love for it brought their parents to go, okay, hey, mom or dad is going to go out, and we're going to go up. There's a spot up the top of uh, just above Warner Brothers where you just kind of rent apartments for monthly and there's in that community up there, it's just a bunch of young actors and actresses and and or musicians or whatnot that are there working or just trying to audition, you know, and you know what I'm talking about. Oakwood apartments you're talking Oakwood. about? Yeah, I used to live I used to live there when I had no money. I subletted. Yeah, yeah. Month to month kind of thing. Yeah. That community, there's all of these people that they all grew up out of there and they yeah. everybody all have stories from there you know what i'm yeah. saying it's it's just one of those things you know not to step on kenny's answer but no but help you out there you know it's yeah one i know i'm saying i got an in you might actually get to me well you've met 
Brian, you've met my son. He's a huge fan. Oh, yeah. But uh, I don't know if you've, have you met my daughter yet. I have not okay. met your daughter. Well, she, um, there's school at this time. If we time this thing right, right about when we're finishing up, there's school. She might come on in here and say hello. They're getting off the school <laughs> bus in a little bit. That'll, that'll be fun for her and him, for that matter, because he's a big fan. He might even be a bigger fan of Brian than Kenny right now. I, it's just, it was so funny, man. When, you know, he talked to him on the phone and then he met Brian in person and Brian's not a short guy. He just, yeah. it was that it was starstruck. Just wow. At that <laughs> concert, man. And I just, I love that man. I love it. It was the same for me when I met Brian for the first time too. Cause I'm about as tall as Sawyer. So. <laughs> That's a fun fact. Nick is like five foot two on a good day. I was like, damn, but you're almost <laughs> the same height wide now, though, as you are tall. Right. <laughs> Which is just Kenny, awkward. Basketball court, Kenny would always help jump me. We'd always have the jump ball. Right. And there's photos of him literally like, you know, <laughs> I would jump on me. I'm like, damn this guy. <laughs> so, Kenny, what is your sport of choice? Now, not to play. Okay. To play and as a fan. What's that? I'm Kenny. I'm yeah. asking him what his sport of choice is. Yeah, no, for me, football. I, I, I was like a love of football. I played, I got a scholarship to go to college playing football and I played football and baseball and I was better at baseball, but I, I just diehard football fan, you know, and uh, I'm a diehard you know, TB12 fan. So Brady's been my guy. New England was my team, you know, but uh, I went with Brady and Gronk, although I still love the Patriots. Uh you know, I, I love Tampa Bay this year, too, just because of what he's about and what he represents. So, yeah, oh, did yeah. you see that moment yesterday? So when he uh, he went to the kid in the stands who had who beat brain cancer. Have you read that story yet? Oh, no, I did not. So Whoa, I, have, I was in tears. Right. I mean, OK, first of all, full disclosure, I'm a Raider fan. So all things Tom Brady can can go straight <laughs> yeah, to hell. Yeah. OK, that's what I'm saying. You yeah. know, I appreciate okay. you as a fan. But me personally, no, thank you. <laughs> Damn it, he's too good. But he went to Tampa Bay, and and that hate kind of subsided just a little bit. It's no longer with New England, et cetera, et cetera. But I'm watching football yesterday, and I don't know when this episode drops, probably in a few weeks. But uh, at the time of this filming yesterday, the 24th, I believe, of October 21, he 33 seconds left on the clock. He went to the stands. This kid was holding up a sign, Tom Brady, I beat cancer, thanks to you, whatever. Mm. Took his hat off. Gave it to the kid, shook his hand, and the kid just flooded. Oh, I did see that. No, I did see that. I I did see that. And I went, you know what, man? This guy has done it all. He just threw for the 600th touchdown, the only guy to ever do this in the history of football, and he's still doing shit like that, pardon my French. And I just, you know, you got to show some respect for that man. So when it comes to the respect factor, yeah. And, Dude, he's and, one of the most selfless guys. I mean, if you track his record, I'm sorry, but all the stories come out the same way. And uh, yeah, there, nothing but respect. I, I hear you, man. Yeah, I, <laughs> Raiders. Hey, Raiders. <laughs> Five and two, baby. Come on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, if things go like they normally will in about four weeks, they will implode and lose like eight in a row. And it'll know. be another season. Well, Gruden's gone, so who knows? But that's right. a whole other can of worms we only want to talk about right now. Right, 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 right. Las Vegas. And um, I mean, I live in Las Vegas, so I have to kind of root for the Raiders now, JP. Like, good. Our recording, you know, stairs. I can walk. It's a it's a block and a half in the studio. Yeah. And, 
Yeah. In fact, I went you know, to the game. Uh, I went to Miami game week three. So three or four weeks ago when I was in Vegas, when I was trying to meet up with you again, but again, it just things happen. Life happens. You're busy. I'm busy, but I uh, parked in like a lot. You or something with my buddy who's got tickets and we walked right by uh, you're in Ben's studio again. So yeah. I'm like, Oh, but it's a Sunday. No one's here. And yeah, exactly. right to the studio. Um, yeah. But yeah, man, that, that stadium, that town, that team, big fan, man. Big fan. I would not mind Kenny Raiders, Tampa Bay in the Super Bowl 20 years later uh, to reenact some revenge on that whole snowball right? game. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Even yeah, though it yeah. wasn't Tom's fault, it was the ref's fault. Yeah. But still, yeah. I still hold, yeah, yeah, I yeah, harbor yeah. grudges, man. I, <laughs> I'm passionate. I'm a passionate fan. I'm a passionate yeah, fan. Yeah, man. That sucks. Yeah, your daughter. You, got Derek, you got Derek Carr from Bakersfield. I mean, that guy's solid. He is. He- I know he's a good quarterback, man. I think he's one of the most underrated guys in the league, and I don't know why. Every single year he gets he gets no love, but God. well, no, I mean he's kind of like Brady. It was the same way until you know, he, and it's still that way. Yeah. He's under, he always underrated, and he constantly, obviously, shows you otherwise. But Derek Carr, yeah, no, he's calm, cool, always really, really solid. And you know, the games they lose are normally not his fault at all. So as long as they can pull everything together, you you all, you have a chance. You know, we'll see. But see the difference you between a- Derek Carr and Tom Brady at this point in Tom Brady's career as versus Derek Carr a few years in. Yeah. I think Tom has already yeah. won like thirty seven Super Bowls by that time. Yeah. So you know. Yeah. There's there's that. <laughs> yeah. Any I got asked from a from a doing Sons of Anarchy? Did you ride motorcycles before you did that? Show? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I grew up, you know, in Vermont, like on this little mount, you know, thirty acre farm on Mount Scutney. And I had, you know, I mean, I drove when I was like 10, 11 years old. I was driving pickups and uh, tractors and like work on stuff. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, snowmobile racing. I mean, the whole thing. So, uh, what? Were the, yeah, I just oh, yeah. Out, you? like I was asking, like, because you know, being on Sons of Anarchy. Oh I, yeah. I- yeah. So we had a mini, I, yeah, I had a mini bike when I was like a little kid and I used to race, you know? So then, yeah. So then when I came out here, I got my first, uh, I think a Ninja 600 R I had two of those, but they both got stolen. Then I, uh, started going up to, uh, like I got, um, a couple more bikes that were bigger and, uh, both those ended up getting stolen. And so like, uh, the last one was right before I went on sun. So I'd been riding pretty much, you know, my whole life. And, uh, that was that was no big deal to me. I mean, half the cast like were they either never ridden before, or if they that they learned they were uh, pretty god awful, and they, it was pretty scary. I mean, there were a lot of hairy things that happened on that show, and you know, I, I don't want to talk about who or whatever, but yeah, it was I, weird. So as actors on our resume, we put down that we can do all of that stuff. And, you yeah. know, you get part, you just have to quickly learn how to ride a horse or. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or, you know, Oh, I can do a unicycle. Like you, you say, you can do it and try and figure it out. Oh, I can ride yeah. a bull. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I, I, I went on one time commercials as before I got into acting, and they're like, uh, "Are you a diver?" I'm like, "Oh yeah, I dove in college, and I, you know, I made up all these things about all these triple twisting, whatever that I could <laughs> land." So I lie all of my weight, and then I got booked on the job, and then I'm going to Hawaii, and they're telling me I have to jump off like a hundred foot cliff, and I'm thinking like. I can't die. You know, I can barely swim. Never mind dive. And I'm like, I remember not being able to sleep the whole night before because I'm thinking like, how am I going to tell these guys I don't know how to dive? I can't go off a hundred foot cliff. I'm like going like, there's no way. And and I showed up and they had hired these uh, professionals, uh, divers 
that did these crazy dives from these cliffs and they just wanted me to go in the very bottom part of it. So I decided to dive off like a 20 foot rock, which I was able to do and make, you know, pull off that section of it. But yeah, dude, yeah, you learn, you you lie and then you get caught and then you're like, Oh, I, you know, I'm not going to lie again. You know, like I'm going to tell them that I can't. Yeah. Does you, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Brian. Go ahead. Oh, I'm a big fan of Son of Sons, and uh, but I never rode. And, and uh, Ben, you know, Benny bought me a, a Harley, and uh, as a as a gift. And oh, wow. in May, it's been a year, and I ride like every day. I yeah. love it. I love it. So you grew you grew up with bikes, also though, right? But I grew up with them. You know, as a kid, I had a Harley yeah. bike. I had with my brother and I. We had mini bikes. We rode. I remember yeah. having. Um, motocross bike, you know, just riding the field across from my grandfather's house and just go, 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 go. But then I stopped because it scared me growing, you know, like spending most of my time in LA. I'm like, yeah, no, no yeah. I'm, not, I'm not there. And yeah. hearing horror stories. And then uh, I get out to Vegas and Ben and the, the guys are always riding and always taking off on their bikes. And one of our buddies is Randy Couture, who's done the, this dad, the dad cast and, yeah. uh, and they ride all the time. And I'm like, I'll just follow you in my truck. And they're like, it's not the same. I'm like, right. ah. <laughs> and yeah, no, like, not. you're like the dude in the not. van, you know, behind yeah. everyone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah exactly. You know, so, um, it was just one of those things. And I, and I love it. I love it. I got street Clyde and just, I'm always riding. And, you know, it's on my girls, you know, like I said, she was a big fan of Sons of Anarchy and your character. And I kept saying that that's Kenny, man. That's my friend. And then all of a sudden they kill you. And I'm like, well, that was my friend. He was. <laughs> oh, don't so worry. I got a funny story to go along with this Sons of Anarchy thing. So Brian's texting me late one night where my wife and I are in bed. And I'm like, holy shit, babe. Brian's one of his buddies was on Sons of Anarchy. She's like, was it Jax? Well, no. <laughs> yeah, was it Juice? Yeah, we're we're going to get. I'm all. Where the where the hell did juice come from? <laughs> so, so yeah, so she was like super excited for about two minutes. Oh, <laughs> was, that's funny. Well, for the record, yeah. if it makes you feel any better, I was excited. I'm still excited, and I'm really glad you're on the show, man. Uh, I'm a big fan of Sons as well, but man, that 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 accolades, the list of shows you've been on. I, I don't know. Dexter, are you kidding me? Smallville was one of my faves when I was growing up. Well, not growing up, huh, when I was like in my yeah. 20s. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. <laughs> Maybe a little bit you, older. Like age backwards or something here? Yeah, right? <laughs> We're <But> old. <laughs> yeah, I guess we are old. But that's the beauty no. about growing up, man. You And Kenny, you are, you are, you're skewed a little bit older when it came to becoming a father for the first time. Kind of like me. I was like 36 when I found out my lady was pregnant and we're having a kid. Right. How did, how did that work out for you? How did you go so long without? Well, that's kind of a personal question, but I just asked it. I'm gonna. Yeah, no, I just I, I just never found the right person that I felt like I was meant to be with. So I just thought I literally gave into it, and I thought, well, in this lifetime, uh, it's not meant to be, you know. Right. And I'm not gonna get married. And I'm not gonna have a kid. So all the like, I you know, I, it's really weird. I have premonitions, and every premonition I've ever had has come true. One of them, the earliest one I had was four years old when I was in a wedding and I visualized this thing hit me, said, this is where you're going to meet the girl that you're going to marry. And it showed a place on the other side of the world. It was an island. I saw what she looked like and everything, right? The whole thing 
you know, and I thought, oh, huh. And then I didn't have any premonitions for a long time. And then they started coming again. And my first one was for Pensacola Wings of Gold. My second premonition was The Shield. I knew The Shield six months prior. I knew the network. I knew who was going to cast it. Like everything came true to a T, which was really weird. And then the thing with Holly Hunter I did, I knew I was going to play opposite of her, the role, everything. So the only premonition I ever had was that one that didn't come true. And I thought, I wonder what that was when I was four. I remember being in a bathroom, hiding from two girls chasing me. And I'm like, you know, like was trying to hide because I was like, you know, you know, young four-year-old and girls to me, I didn't really understand. So um, I had that vision. I remember in the bathroom at four years old, I had a wedding and I was the ring boy. And then all these years later, I was shooting a film on the other side of the world. Some guy dropped out that was in a Schwarzenegger movie and they called me up to replace him. So I did in the first day of shooting, I got there and uh, I was in a room ready to shoot a scene. And this girl I hear behind me says, it's my birthday today. So I kind of turn around and I go, oh, happy birthday. And it hit me. The same looking girl, same everything. And I'm thinking I'm on the other side of the world. I'm on an island. And I'm like, no, I go, I'm way too old now. Like, you know, I'd given up on the whole thing of getting married or whatever. And then about 11 seconds go by and she says, well, it's, you know, it's my birthday and I'm going out with my girlfriends. Would you like to come with us? And I just look back at her and I'm like, okay. You know, I thought, okay. And, you know, seven days later we started dating and then, uh, and then we were together and then it didn't feel Uh wrong. So time went by and, you know, like I was with her five years and, you know, I didn't feel every other girl for me. I knew it was wrong and I always felt like jumping out of my skin. And I just thought I'm not meant to be in love or find that one. And then this one, it just didn't feel wrong. So I kept trusting the process. And then I got to that point to where, like, I've always wanted a kid and it felt right. So, yeah, it ha- it happened. And then uh I even knew the night that it happened and I knew it was a girl. I knew everything. It was like almost like really strange, but the whole thing felt meant to be. And it just like, for me, I wasn't judging my age because I thought, you know, I am what I am and I'm, I I try to do the best I can in life and keep in the best shape I can and not look at anything like, Oh, people are at this age or that age and you can't, you can't do this and that. I just like try to live life in the moment and be there. And so I wasn't even judging that. And I thought, you know, and then my friend Holly Hunter you know, she had children a little slightly older than me, twins. And I thought, well, she can do it. I've seen a lot of other people do it. I'm like, I, you know, I just wasn't going to question it and just uh, take it day by day, you know, and, and year by year. And it's been pretty awesome. That's amazing. Yeah. Now, in this premonition you had at four, did you see yourself older? No, I only saw the girl. I saw the girl. Okay. I saw where I, I saw the complexion of her skin. I everything about her and, and it's almost to a T of what happened. And these yeah. are, are these few and far between and random premonitions? They're, they're very random. I don't look, they just hit me and they tell me things. And, uh, and every single thing like, you know, is again, is, you know, come true to a T. Like amazing. I have a friend, Ryan Hurst, who was also, he was Opie on, on SOA and he has premonitions and every single one of him has come true to a T too, except he has them in his dreams. I have him when I'm awake. He has him in his dreams. And uh, we we share, our, you know, stories all the time. It's like, yeah, it's a whole nother. <laughs> it is, I never judge it. And it's really kind of like comes from the ethers and it kind of goes through you and lets you know stuff. And, uh, you know, again, I, I just don't judge it. It is what it is. And but every single one has come true, like to a T. That's I, awesome. I believe in manifesting. 
you know, wishing on things yeah, to yeah. happen. So I would do, it would be a, of great favor to us is when you have that premonition about DadCast being sold to Spotify for like a hundred million, <laughs> let us know. Okay. okay. We need to figure Quick out how that, we need to navigate that route. If that hits me, I'll call you, All man. Right. I'll be like, Hey, because I'm not looking to get rich. I just want to provide my kid. I want my kids, kids to be provided for. That's, that's the ultimate goal. Yeah, the funny thing is too, 100 million is going to go real quick with the the big team that we set up. So, our, yeah, our percentage, yeah, it's it's not like we get to see all that. So, yeah. I, wasn't, yeah. I wasn't trying to be greedy, Nick. Jeez, hey. in really? fact, I felt that was a little greedy. I just want two I, Teslas, just, bro. That's all. I I, I had two Teslas for like a week. Okay. <laughs> I only have one now. I'm going to give you shit about that forever. You should never have called me. You should never have FaceTimed me with the Tesla in your garage and the Tesla on the road. Yeah. Oh. Well, wow. That's a good segue. Do you like Teslas, you guys? Are you a, are you a car guy, Kenny, at all? Yeah, I'm, I'm like old school. Like, I like 57 Chevys and, like, old uh, muscle cars to me. Like, you know, I, my first truck was a 68 Chevy. Loved it. I mean, I love those old cars. Um, but yeah, Tesla's awesome. I mean, I've got a lot of stocks in Tesla. So they've done well for <laughs> there you go. There you go. And if you've had him for a few years, you're doing very, very well. I get it. Someone actually told me they're like, I don't know why you're buying the cars, you just buy the stock. And I was like, Have you driven one? Have you ever been in one? Because I'm a muscle car guy too. And this damn car is just and it's not even the fastest of the fastest ones. It's so ridiculously right. fast, anyways. And Oh, I just missed yeah. the roar. I miss the roar of the engine. That's well, the only it's thing so I miss. Smooth too, though. Like that road trip we were on. Oh, and that we wait till you drive the new one, man. Holf. I know. I Te- Teslas are nice. Like my friend, uh, when it first came out, he bought tons of stocks in it. Like he had an inside scoop from somebody, and he made so much money within three months and bought a couple Teslas. And he'd take me out and he says, "Kenny, you got to invest in this thing called Tesla." And I swear to God, this is like. I'm like, yeah, you know, and it was like a rocket ship, man. I was like, yeah. you can't hear anything. And it was like zero to 90 in like no time. And I'm like, holy crap, man. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I didn't listen to them back then, which I should have, because uh, they're they're pretty dope cars. And and, it, and again, you know, like the way our environments go, not that I'm going to get on that, but we need <laughs> right. to do something you know, like for our kids and everything like that, you know, so. Yeah, yeah. love that. Very noble. <laughs> it's noble to buy a Tesla, Nick. So there you go. And, and yeah, I, I'm 100 percent in, bro. I'm I'm there. <laughs> uh, I sold my Cadillac so I can make it happen. That's the only thing. If I if yeah, there's ever one of those moments where there's a big fat check dropped on you, where you're like, I, this is so much money, I don't even know what to do with. Uh, only then will I drop 150 grand on a car, and it will be that Model S Plaid that goes zero to sixty in 1.9 seconds. Only then. Oof. <laughs> I, I got to tell you, Kenny, this, uh, it's, it's been inspiring, too, to sit here and listen to your stories. And um, it, you guys being spending a lot of time, most of my adult life in Hollywood and chasing the dream out there. This guy's a working actor. This guy is doing it. He's on a TV show. He's been on multiple, t- you know, the list went on and on and on. And it's inspiring. And it's inspiring to know when I, dude, I, I, I was looking at the list of stuff that you've done and I'm like, oh no, I, I know. I saw him on this. I saw him on that. Dude, well done. Like, yeah. and hear you talk about your daughter to hear you talk about 
your premonitions. I mean, that gave me chills. I'm wearing a, I'm wearing a hoodie and the chills went down my arms because I'm Native American Indian. I believe in mm-hmm. all this. You know, I, I have visions of things that have come true and I talk about them, you know, and I'm, yeah. I thought I was going to be a musician and I was playing baseball and, and had a vision of, of doing that and walking out where the curtains were being lifted and, and yeah. I was I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. But it felt so real. And that's what I do for a living. And so I understand it, but it's inspiring and you're very inspiring. Just like I've told Nick, watching Nick drop this 90 plus pounds now, also yeah. inspiring, bro. So, um, you know, yeah. thank you for doing this with us. You know, I thank you guys. Thanks for asking me to be a part of this. I mean, they are dad cat. I am just back well, here. We we are Dadcast until Brian comes on the show with Dadcast. Then Brian <laughs> is Dadcast. But then that's and yes. Brian. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so but that's fun. fine. I dude, I I you know, I've been trying to get Nick to lead for a year now. So when Brian comes on, <laughs> I'm it's like there. I just take a little break, man. <laughs> I just I just throw it back and let 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 Brian run. No, it's fine. It's great. It's a beautiful thing. Like I said, I, I, haven't, re- I haven't quite, re- I went to a, a Halloween party. Okay. I don't drink much these days. Right? <laughs> That's been, we've talked about that in the podcast a few times. Uh, it just not that often, but I went to Hawaii and well, you know, when in Hawaii, I guess everyone's drinking. So I'm going to JP going to drink too. And it turns out I didn't get sick. I didn't have a hangover. Uh, I, I, I drank well, we'll put it that way. At least I'd like to think so. So I went to a Halloween party on Saturday night and I dressed as a woman, Nick, you saw the TikTok. Um, yes. And, uh, well, it didn't go so well for me that time. I spent most of yesterday recovering. And then I woke up this morning going, I'm still not right. I am still yeah, I thought not I was right. Gonna have to find a new co-host. Cause so, I texted him like four times and he always calls or texts right back. I'm like, Oh shit. What happened to JP? It was a Raider game on too. I kind of <laughs> opened my eyes a couple times for that one. But, uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm taking, I'm done with drinking again for like a year, Nick. Yeah, it's good. not it's not good for me, man. I don't do well. I, with dude, it. I tried a white claw the other day, and it it didn't sit well, man. I'm like, you know, it's it's either well, I got your go first problem or, was it was a white claw. They're delicious. <laughs> it's water that'll literally fuck you up. Whoa, potty mouth. That's the first one. It's always Nick too. Always Nick. I know. Katie, what, what is you know? You got to so keep it real. They were talking about you know, Brian. You're always staying in shape. You're working out. You're doing your thing. Uh, what is your diet like? I mean, what is, are you a meat eater? Are you a vegetarian? Do you, what do you do when it comes to your diet to stay fit and being able to be active for all these roles you play? Um, <clears throat> yeah, I don't, I do not have a particular diet. I mean, I, I eat some carbs, I eat some protein, whatever kind of feels right for my body. I train, uh, at a boxing gym, uh, where I, you know, train weights and mostly, Mostly weights and boxing, but I do strength and conditioning with Manny Pacquiao, strength and conditioning coach, uh, Justin Fortune. So I've been with him probably, you know, like uh, quite like a long time, like about 14 years or 13 years or something like that. Um, so I do a lot of uh, training with those guys and, um, you know, and then, you know, the basketball and, you know, if I arm wrestle a lot, you know, I train with the team and play around doing that. Um, but, you know, my, my diet is not too many carbs. Not too much junk, not too much pizza. I mean, I love I love all those things, but you know, once you cut it out, you cut it out. And I'm like on a show right now where all the guys are like, you know, they're 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 watching every calorie they eat, and they're so specific, and they're younger than me, like quite a bit. So they they all have these phenomenal bodies, and all they're doing all day 
is eating right and training all the time. So I'm like, all right, this is what I got to stay up with. So, you know, I, I, I can get a little laxed on my, uh, the way I eat or train, but that just gets me into, you know, competitive mode. And so I want to look and be as best, you know, <clears throat> the best I can be. And so I just like train like a madman. And at the same time, I don't eat really crappy because that just is not going to help anything out. I used to like what work out like eight hours a day, but I could eat whatever I wanted. And, you know, my body looked really good back then for what I could do. But compared to like, if you actually ate right and did everything right and then, uh, you know, train the way you do, I would look like probably a lot better than I do, you know, but I'm really my worst critic on myself. You know what I mean? People might think, no, you look great to me. I'm like, no, I look like there's so many areas I can improve. And so I'm constantly calling myself out on it. So it's really like when you train, you can have a trainer. I don't like having trainers. I mean, I, I train with Justin Fortune because he makes me jump in there with his pro, you know, his, his pro guys to do whatever workouts they're doing. And so I get a free training session, but then I train on my own. So I've never had a trainer, but I just, again, jump in with him because he kind of says, okay, 6.30 in the morning, you're going to be there. So I'm like, okay, it's just unfortunate. You got to listen to whatever he says, you know? And he's like, exactly. kind of hard when it comes to it. So I'm like, I'm like regimented with it. And at the same time, when I, when I don't have him, you know, we got a workout trailer that um, is on the set wherever we go. So in between scenes, it's always training, sit-ups inside. I have things for recovery for my body that are in my trailer that I use. And so the whole day is like focused on, you know, your, you know, what you're doing for work and then your body. And then again, you know, since they eat so well, I try to eat well too, you know? So I'm not getting specifics with what I eat, but definitely it's like, you know, definitely enough protein, not, you know, drink a lot of water, you know, don't eat too late. Don't eat a lot of really crappy food that you don't need to. And then your body sort of listens to yourself. Yeah, dude, that's good for you. Straight up vodka to like, you know, fight off the head of you. <laughs> this is my gallon you know? of water jug a day that encouraged me. It talks to me as I go along every single day. That's yeah, I was doing straight okay. keto for God, like the last nine months. That's how okay. I dropped most of the weight and just like super like hard on myself. If my family and I would go out to eat. I'm like throwing a fit because I'm like, fuck, I got to have a, a meal, just meat, a <laughs> little bit of cheese, right? right no right, carbs. Right. Waitresses and waiters are like, what is your problem, bro? I'm like, <laughs> right, right. <"Dude, laughs> I'm working. So I started this new training um, three days ago. It's all functional training. They're training me like an athlete. So I have better function and just mobility and stuff. My trainer's like, dude, go eat, go, go eat whatever you want. So yesterday I went crazy. <gasps> Got the right. pasta, got pizza, donuts. Now, did you feel I, like crap afterwards, though? I do. I felt like I do. I thought I was going to die this morning. I go into tra I go into training. I'm like, "What did you do to me, man?" He's like, "You, you got to reset your body, dude. You, you know, I've been punishing myself for so right. long. He's like, you got to reintroduce the carbs, and the best way to do it, yeah, just go crazy. Yeah, all right. I, I do that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah." Yeah. So now it's like, and it's weird too. Like I'm normally like, I'll, I'll go in and train full body every day. And now I'm like one body group, just a ton of cardio, ton of ab work, and then just explosive jumps and jumping jacks and burpees yeah. and just pull ups. And I'm like, this is insane, but this is awesome. So, good man. That's, yeah. that's crazy. That's so good. And the, the main reason is during COVID, right. I had COVID and yeah. in a, just a total blackout moment, I'm like, Hey, Josh Berkman, oh. let's fight. <laughs> so and if you, if you watch UFC Berkman has yeah. the fastest knockout in UFC history UFC was ultimate fighter season one 
So, and he, he agreed to do it. So next year, early next year, sometime I'm going to fight a UFC pro. And But guess what, man? It worked out so much in your favor because now you're in so much better shape. You're I know. faster. You're stronger. You're like the freaking million dollar man. And see, and Brian doesn't realize that these episodes where we bring him in are just to see if he can take over my spot in case I die. Oh, <laughs> oh, right. Okay. Well, I, I have absolutely no doubt, unequivocally no doubt that if you were to die and Brian had to jump in as co-host, um, I would end up being the co-host of DadCast. There we go. <laughs> I'm just, I, 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 there'll be me like this. Sorry. I got a two-parter question for you, Kenny. Starts negative, but we're going to end positive, I promise. Uh, For you, in your experience as a dad and how you've navigated, uh, you know, being a dad to your your jelly. I love that nickname, by the way. What has been the most difficult thing for you as a father? Um. If you can even me, put your nail on the head on for one, but yeah, no, no, no. For me, uh, I've seen seen her transition from that <clears throat> innocent blossom. Uh, no, I should say the innocent magical imagination and little girl who so needs her dad, and everything every day is about these like magical fantasies. To her becoming like you know trying to figure out what being a young woman is right now, and then having her own self identity and watching her go through that is like for me kind of painful and breaks my heart because I've got to understand that this process is going to happen of her, you know, being her own individual, which she always has been, but I can see it more now than before. And she's becoming like a young lady. And, um, and I love that and respect that. And I honor that. And I'm trying to jump to that, you know, mentality of dealing with that person as opposed to the little girl who needs her dad all the time and and everything is all sparkles and rainbows and and now it's like there's a little bit of life's reality jumping in for her um which she's always like dealt with perfectly fine but it's real now and i see her go hey what's up buddy hi how are you sorry i mean to interrupt your question i told you they're gonna show up look no it's it's awesome how was how was school today he asked how school was good yeah, right on, bro. <laughs> Where's your sister? He always runs away from her when he gets home on the bus. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt that question with the kids. No. But, but yeah, it's difficult. And who you're about to meet, if she ever gets in here, uh, I'm going to go through that shortly. I mean, she's eight. Yeah. So in, yeah. in the next couple of years, we're going to yeah. have to start navigating that myself. And I also have a, a almost 17-year-old stepdaughter. So we've navigated through that part. And okay. boy, have I learned a lot with that one <laughs> to apply to this one. Right. Oof. <laughs> man. And it, we, I'm right not, in the thick of the 17-year-old daughter. Yes, you stuff, are. Man. Oh, yeah. It's a, yeah, 12 to, 12 to like 14 is like almost the perfect age because they still like you. Right. <laughs> and they, they still want to hang out with you. As soon as they hit like 15, 16, it's like they can't get away fast enough. I heard. <laughs> like, yeah. And then they think they know everything and they rule the world. And right. all of a sudden the house that you buy and pay for is their house. And oh, they, yeah. they, they determine who does what chores. Oh, <laughs> kind of stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. Good times. <laughs> all right. Now, the second part to that question, the best yep. thing being a dad for Kenny that I get, look, I get every day to be with this, like, you know, beautiful soul of a person that is so pure and full of happiness. And she puts so much light in my life. I mean, I try to be a person that's got light and energy and in kind of positivity 
and she exudes that and, and which which just melts me and just like like it's un- for me it's unbelievable just to be in her presence and and i'm like awestruck for that or by that you know because you know li- life is really about energy and about love and about you know pure pure essence and like she is that to me and so for me that gives me hey what's up we got another one hi girl this is my version of that for what you're exactly just talking about, i love right? it i love it how was school today good yeah that's did that's, you have fun that's kenny and brian oh you're just gonna Hello. pop up on, on daddy's lap here aren't you yeah i guess she's hanging out the rest of the episode you guys what grade are you in now Oh, nice. Third grade. You like your teacher? Hmm? You like, you your, like teacher? your teacher? He's the nicest one in the school. Oh, my God. You're so lucky. He better be the nicest one in the school. He better be the nicest one to my daughter. I'll tell you what. <laughs> right? <laughs> oh, no. You got the best dad. Oh, my God. <laughs> you got the dad. So this guy, he's been on every TV show that's ever existed in the world. Right, exactly. I love that age. So what? I, okay, not every show, but a lot of them. But you're awesome. not on Sam and Cat. You're not what? On Sam and Cat. Sam and Cat. Yeah. That's a YouTube well, they show. Me to come on there, I'm so devastated. <laughs> no, well, maybe Daddy will make a. I can, watch I can make it. some phone calls, and uh, we'll get we'll get we'll get Kenny J on that show for you. All right. Yeah. I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna go finish this. Okay. I love you. You're going to stay here? Okay, she's staying here. Yeah. All right, so carry on. Uh, yeah, the light and love that having a daughter exudes. And son, yeah, I, like I love you. He's standing over there. I'm not leaving you out. <laughs> that's you it. know what? Right, right there, what you experienced right there, that's that's it. I don't even know how to put it in the words. That's the weird thing about it is, like, you asked me that question, and it's like, there are no words for it except for, like, what I'm watching you with your daughter right now and the way she responds that 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 that's like beyond magical i mean that's it right there and the, yeah so it. that's it <laughs> <laughs> and this 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 kenny this is the this is the guy who was always positive everywhere in and if you follow him on social media you'll see that you'll see the positivity of him being happy that he's on the set around his cast members lifting everybody up all the time that's okay. what he- no joke, dude. It's it's not a put on. That's the way you are. You're always just happy to be there. We're, yeah. You know, we're we're in that in a, wherever we are, wherever you're doing. You're happy to be there, and so this is not a put on. This is the real you. And again, that's an inspiring thing. So you know, thank you for doing that and and being the way you are. So I can see you being. You know that way with your daughter. If you're saying that she, she, she is that, then she's yeah. like, you pass that on. She's you're a I springboard. Feel like, I feel like Jelly needs to make a, a cameo appearance on this this episode. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, I don't know if that's possible, but you know. Oh, oh. Do we hang on? It? Hang on. What is, that's from Washington. I don't want to. I gotta decline that. Oh, you got a phone call. That, yeah, every time the phone call comes in when you're on the phone, it yeah, it disappears. What are you doing? What, she's doing, my doing my nails. All right. So, Nick, yo, have you prepared a fast five for Kenny? When have I not? 
I can name a couple. Never times. mind. Don't answer that. Okay. All right. So Kenny, check it <laughs> out. Yes, I did. Since we are nearing the end of our uh, our time together, uh, we like okay. to. Uh, it's called the Fast Five. Nick is going to ask you a series of five questions. They're random. They're quick. They're short. They're sweet. Uh, you can answer them. You cannot answer them. Entirely up to you, Nick. You got the conch. All right. So, did you cry when Opie died on Sons of Anarchy like we all did? Uh, yeah. <laughs> all right. What's your favorite thing to cook for your daughter? Um, To cook for my daughter. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Favorite thing to cook for her. Uh, you know what? It's so simple. But just uh, eggs with uh, two kinds of cheeses in it. She loves it. Eggs with two kinds of cheese. Yeah. Nice. Scrambled eggs with two kinds of cheese. Yeah. Cool. If you could have a billboard with anything on it, what would it say and why? Um, what does that other hat say? Um, why? I, you know, I saw this thing yesterday called, uh, calm the mind, calm the mind. I don't know if you can read that, but yep. uh, I was at the surf shop and, uh, I'm always too busy in my mind going too fast. And if I can calm and stay in the moment and just, you know, be there, be here, like right now, that would, uh, help a lot better than being somewhere else. So yeah, calm the mind. I like that one. What's uh, what's your favorite character you played? Um, probably Lamb on on the Shield. Um, definitely, yeah. No, he was a, uh, yeah. Lamb on the Strike Team was just badass and kind of uh, it was uh, it was uh, it was it. it uh, I mean, it's hard to get better than that. I mean, I, I de- you know, I mean, yeah. I mean, that was such a great show too. Like so well written and just freaking really, funny. yeah. I mean, that probably um, it, yeah. Well, what's your favorite? Thing to order at a local restaurant um yeah i do uh, uh pizza <laughs> <laughs> i love it yeah. all right I'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna add a question like i always do it was that it nick that's it well done good job um you can co-star with any actor living or dead on any tv show that has ever existed who would it be and what show TV show or a movie? Movie, TV, be- anything. Um, you know, I mean, you guys probably won't <laughs> know this. I <laughs> got, I don't know. I, I mean, God, there are like three that I want to do. I want to do Marlon Brando. Yeah. Um, when he would, you know, back like uh, on the waterfront, but also, you know, James Dean. I, I was a huge fan of. And I'm gonna do four, and then Montgomery Clift. I was a Huge, huge fan before he got in is an accident in his accident, even after. And then Marilyn Monroe has been one of my biggies that I've I've loved what she's about and where she comes from. And I worked at the orphanage that she used to li- uh, live at. And um, yeah, she's she's been an inspiration to me, too, in, in life. So love that answer, man. <laughs> uh, I got I got three extras. Now, speaking of Marilyn Monroe, I'm going to see if I can find it real quick. Have you been have you happened to been to Allegiant Stadium yet where the Raiders play in Vegas? Uh, no. Okay. I'm getting close. I'm getting real okay. close. Inside Allegiant, uh, they've got uh, they've commissioned a bunch no. of artists to do um, these huge paintings. And here it is. One of those paintings. Right. I'm. I, this has got to be about 20 feet tall by about 10 feet wide. Is right. Marilyn dressed up as a Raiderette. Oh, my God. That's crazy. Awesome. <laughs> and, that's awesome. Yeah, so oh that's, that's what I thought of when you said Marilyn Monroe. Amazing. <laughs> okay. He is Kenny from every TV show that's ever existed, appearing Except on Dadcast, man. I want to. What was that? Johnson. 
Except the one your daughter named. It's <laughs> a YouTube show. Does that even count? Oh, uh, yeah, it counts. Okay, okay. It, it counts. He's been on every show except for the one you thought you said. Have you been of um, Wizard of Oz? Wizard of Oz. Oh, my God. No, I haven't, but I've watched it a bunch of times. <laughs> Avery, you just officially had your first question on Dadcast. Well done. I love it. Proud of you. <laughs> Brian Hopkins yeah. from the band Elvis Monroe and many, many other things are our future uh, co host of Dadcast. <clears throat> and uh, I just want to say thank you for taking the time out of your day to join us on Dadcast, man. It was a pleasure. It was an honor. Um, uh, I may be in touch to get this girl, you know, on her way. Yeah. Wink, wink, nudge, yeah. nudge. And uh, to everyone else out there watching, thank you so much for hanging out. Make sure you subscribe, like, comment, do all that stuff, however you're listening, subscribe, however you see it. Like, Yes. And uh, that is it for me. I'm going to let uh, Brian close this one out today. And share. Close it out. Kenny Johnson, thank you so much for being on DadCast. Thank Dude. you, brother. Thank right. you. And we'll see all of you next week. Bye. Appreciate it. Bye. She's such a ham.